0: Good evening, Mary of Rabbi Isai. We continue along now, the day after Rosh Hashanah, it's time Gedalia, a new year, Tav Pei Gimel. And we're learning Musa once again, ah, no greater way to show Hashem, ball the Tyre, Messiah, we want to purify ourselves, we want to become better, and Hashem says, I'll help you out, Messiah, and they'll help us out. So here, comes is a Perik Vov of Avshara Avaites is describing, the cycle is describing to the Nefesh the various levels of obligation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for all of the good that He bestows upon a person or people. And He gave four different categories. And now, we begin here with at the end of Perik Vov, where the, 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 uh, Seichel is uh, finishing off He's, his closing words in this uh, long-winded explanation of the four categories, which he began this peric with. This is what he ends off with. He says, since it works with the whole hierarchy, that Hashem gives all of humanity goodness, and then He gave Claudius Yisrael, and then He gave a particular shaven in Claudius then He gave a particular Mishpach in Klai and even within Mishpah, you have individuals who receive goodness from Hashem. And in each one of those categories, it behooves them to repay HaKadosh for all of that. He says, mm-hmm. The earlier pious great people, when anything good would happen to them, in other words, good probably means out of the ordinary good, they actually would be afraid. In other words, they would be concerned on two accounts. First of all, when something great would happen to them, first of all, they would be afraid and concerned, because they understood that any good thing that becomes comes to a person, certainly if it's out of the ordinary, certainly if he as an individual feels that he's getting more than the average person. So then they feel, I better make sure that I'm living up to that expectation. Surely, through that I'm not coming short, falling short, of the work that I have to do, of the avayda that I have to put in to become perfect, the and all the thanks that I have to give Hashem because if a person does fall short of, number one, doing the Avedah, number two, thanking Hashem for all of that goodness, if one falls short, it's considered on a discredit. It's on his cheshme, it's considered something bad. He gives one example. Yaakov Avinu famously says, Now, Rashi and the Ramban and Rabiniano all have different shot in what what Yagovinu was saying, ikola But Khomasababas doesn't give an exact shot, but what he seems to be saying is similar to Rashi. Rashi says Nismatu a a that I have minimized my merits. I have made my zechusim smaller because of all your chasadim and all of your emes that you have done for me. Meaning that Yaakov was afraid since Hashem has done so many great things for him, Yaakov was afraid, maybe I'm not doing as much as I have to. Number two, maybe I'm not thanking Hashem as much as I have to. I mean, this is the way it is by, by chasidim, by tzaddikim. They're always afraid, maybe I have to do more. Now, of course, it doesn't hamper them from doing what they have to. It really propels them further. And as we have to know about, every person has to know themselves, if he's going to think in these terms and then just make himself so agitated and so nervous that he's not even able to do what he's obligated to do, forget about any extras. And obviously, that comes from the aura. But the... But, when Yaakov says, oh, he, in the he means, I must do more. And he felt he's able to push himself to do more. So that's why the Chasidim were afraid. If I get good, that's it. it. It obligates me more. I must thank Hashem more. And secondly, and this is one another thing they were concerned about. And as they were concerned that, I hope this is not... In response for the good that I've done already, and as I hope this is not payment for all of the great mitzvahs that I've done, Hashem is paying me in this world. V'asheini. But the second thing that concerned them when something good would come their way ish gmul abaydos, There shouldn't be payment from Hashem on their avodah they do. And what will happen then? V'yigora mi and it will take away from the reward in the next world. <laughs> like the early commentators have explained on the pasuk, <speaking in Hebrew> this is a pusik in the end of parshas Vashchanan, a clear and explicit pusik in the Torah that says Hashem <speaking in Hebrew> meshalim, He pays l'soinav <speaking in Hebrew> to His enemies, you as know, to those who Rishayim, those who don't appreciate Hashem. And they do wrong, but there are some good things they do. There are some mitzvahs they do, and Hashem has to pay back everyone who does a mitzvah. So Hashem pays them back El Ponov to His face, meaning ahead of time, right now. Hashem says, I'm not going to wait to pay him back in Olam Mahboa. I'll give it to him right now. Why? Leha'avidai, to destroy him in Eilam To destroy his slate that he doesn't have any more merits when he comes to Eilam Abba. Shubh says, I have to pay him back. I'll pay him back. You know the marshal, the Chavuz Chaim gives the de marshal in Shem Olam. There was the wealthy person in the town and he had one daughter who was marrying off the daughter. Oh, it's going to be the, the party of the century. And of course he invites all of the chashuvim and all of the rich people and all of the people from the town. But he also has a lot of employees because he owns so many different factories. He owns and he has a lot of employees that he employs. But the low class people that, and he feels bad. He, you know, they're going to hear about the wedding that he wants them to come to. So, the Chaim says, what does the wealthy man say to himself? Listen, I have to, I can't not invite him. That wouldn't be proper. So he sends them an invitation that you are invited to this wedding party at three o'clock in the afternoon. And at three o'clock they come and they're there and they get, they get food and they get drink and they get drunk and they're living it up. They don't realize exactly that not everybody's there yet. They don't realize, this. They realize the ceremony wasn't performed yet. They're enjoying it. And then, when a few hours go by, and the, the rich man, the balabaya, says, okay, I think everybody had their fair share and Phil, It's time to go. he says goodbye to them. And they go home very content and happy. And then, at 7 o'clock, the other invitations had gone out for 7 o'clock, and all of the chashuvim and all the dignitaries and all the people from the town, they came and enjoyed the real wedding. Huh. What a beautiful marshal! Says the Chafetz the same thing is with the um, lavida. Hashem says, I have to pay them. Had, they did good things for my world. They did mitzvahs. But they're low-class people. They don't deserve to be uh, earning the reward in Alam Abba with all the Chashuvim and the dignitaries. So Hashem says, I'll make them a party over here. And they'll have goodness in this world and they'll enjoy it and they don't know a thing. They think this is the real thing. They're enjoying the party. Then Hashem says, okay, the party is over. It's time to go home. And they go home without a clue. And then Hashem starts the real reward in El So, Chassidim and Rishonim and Sadigim, they want the real re- the uh, reward. They want the real banquet in El So, if they get any goodness in this world, but again, out of the ordinary. Something that, why did Hashem sort of send this my way? They're concerned. Am I doing enough? Do I have to thank Hashem enough? And am I really eating up my schar in this world? Kamar already tells us, there are stories in the Midrash like this, that Rabbi Yisrael in Chalavta, he was very poor, and his wife was concerned that they were are they going to put food on the table, and a golden leg came from Shemayim, And she says, where did you get this golden leg? He says, I asked him, Shemaim, they should provide for us. So she says, uh, no, no, that, that can't be because your table in Shemaim only going to have three legs instead of four if you have it over here. That means that, that was understood from that great Tana and his wife. They understood that their lot in life was to be simple, poor and have to suffer in this world to get a full reward in the next world. And that's why Tzadikim, when they have very little in this world, they're quite content because they know they have such such little reward in this world for all of the great things they do. They don't fool themselves; they know they are doing mitzvahs properly. And if Hashem is holding back all of the bounty that He can give them, it must be it's being stored up for the next world. Most of us are not as pious as that, and say, "Yeah, it's okay. I'll live very, very." frugally to the point of suffering over here because save it all for the next world. That is a high level. Truth be told, and and everyone in their level, but the Rambam tells us in Ilkha's Tshuva, the Rambam says that there is a way of getting Eulam Azeh in this world, meaning getting not what he calls reward for mitzvahs, but getting goodness and bracha in this world and it's only to enable the person to then be able to serve Hashem at a greater capacity. That is okay. That type of is uh, goodness is not payment, is not gumula reward, but rather it's bracha. And bracha a person can ask for, like we're asking now during the days of Hashem, <speaking in Hebrew> you want a life. You want us to have a good life. Chosvena b'sefer write us in the book of good life, lemancha elikim chaim for your sake. And others allow us to have the goodness and to have life and health and all of it, the goodness that we're asking for on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, lemancha in order for us to be able to serve you properly. That's okay. So this is what the Chavos tells us, Givaldik, and this is based on the idea that. Because in accordance for what <coughs> a person <coughs> gets in this world, he has to pay back Hashem more. And truth be told, the way the would tell us that any added goodness and benefit that a person has in this world, even if it's not considered reward for the next world, even if it's not a payment for his mitzvahs in this world, even if it's just to enable him to further serve Hashem, the first concern would be there, but now that I've been giving all, given all this goodness, then I'm, it's, I'm obligated to serve Hashem even more. I'm obligated to thank Hashem more, and this is what the uh, Yaakov Avinu was concerned. Maybe Katonti, Yaakov says, as the as the one of the before Shemir the Marpilenevsh Efshe Shalenasati Shvagfay Dor Koroyah Kolakhasodim. Maybe not only did I not do enough. Maybe I didn't even thank Hashem enough for all the goodness that He's given me. And that's such a, a tremendous theme that we see. We mentioned this idea in Rosh Hashanah, this idea of always being conscious of the fact that we, we receive so much good from Hashem at all times, we must thank Hashem. And we're, we're in the privacy of our home, or we're sitting in the car, or we're walking by ourselves. Just thank Hashem for everything. Think about some good things that Hashem has done and thank Him openly for it. We're always, we're always kvetching today, Ibishta. We're always kvetching. Oh, Hashem, I have this chayla and this person needs help and I need this and my kids need that. And me. We're always kvetching to Hashem, which is good. Hashem wants us to kvetch to Him, but there has to be a balance. We also, we also have to say Hashem, but there's so many good things that you do also. And this is something that we have to constantly have, have a, uh, a, a reminder of. And this is a good place to remind ourselves here's the covers of of us are bringing out this point but hold it here Rabbi say a ah, good.